G'day gang, Ed and Simo here, and this week we're looking at how to fix your marketing. We are. Yeah. I think that we've done this in a lot of other videos and there's lots of like hints and what you can actually do and we've talked about a few bits and parts, but we're going to revisit some of that, pull it together in a slightly different fashion because I think if you get your head around what we're going to discuss in this video and the next one, I think you're really going to see the tills ringing and the profits grow. So, and it makes you, it makes your marketing that much easier to write and write well. Yeah, well, most people don't understand marketing. That's it. So, That's it. Well, you're with Simo and Ed, and this is the Fast Line Track Growth Show, where we talk all things karting and business. Right. Where should we start? Where, where, where do we start? <laughs> we talk a lot about market message media, and if you've watched all the videos, and I know quite a lot if you have, so thanks for that, but you'll have definitely heard market message media. This man opposite me, you must be groaning, because you hear me mention this how many times a year? We never, ever tire of talking about it, but we always start at the market end of market message media, yeah. and the market end is your marketplace. It's who is buying from you. Yeah. So your dream buyer. Yeah, we're gonna go a little bit deeper today than we normally go, because we normally just say, right, who's your market? What are we gonna say? Yeah. How do we get the message out there? Mm. And that works. If you've done no other marketing before, you've just sent a few bits and pieces out, mm. you'll probably go, wow, this is fantastic. But if you can get actually into, under the skin of your absolute perfect buyer, then the formula starts to almost compound and give greater returns. Absolutely. I, I mean, you know, we do it here mm -hmm. and I find it very effective. Our dream, you look at who are they? Are they male or female? Predominantly they're male. Yeah. You, you, ideally, you take your best customer in, in the, the segment you're looking at. So if it, was, if it was corporate customers, you'd look at your best corporate customer. Well, what I'd encourage you to do is actually get the name of the person that is your perfect buyer. So if you're a track owner and you stand there and you go, look, oh, crop, if we had um, 100 Simos come down our track, I would write down the name of your dream buyer and I would only ever aim my marketing at that dream buyer. Mm. And this sounds counterintuitive for getting lots of people to do your track, but actually it draws everybody closer to you because you can start to really comprehend what's going through their head, why they come down, and you can just start to use that as a, as a really good starting point for where to go and get all your marketing come together. So write down the name of the person. And strangely enough, you attract more buyers like your ideal buyer mm -hmm. and less buyers that uh, might be a bit shit and you don't really <laughs> want, you know? You don't want the ones that, if you're an outdoor track, you don't want somebody to turn up going, oh, there's been a rain today and, and moaning all the way around the track. You want the ones that are coming to the track going, oh, there's rain today. I want to see if I can beat my time in the dry. I wonder if I can get the back wheels sliding out a little. I'm really looking forward to, to it. So you want to attract the people that you really want to be doing business mm. with. Um, I don't really, I mean, I don't want penny pinchers. I don't mm. want... I just want people that know what quality service looks like. I want people that will be coming to the track that enjoy mm. it, that have made me mm. prolific on social media. If you've got one of those, crikey, I'll be all over that. I'd, yeah. I'd aim all my marketing yeah. at there. Male or female, what age group are they in? What are their interests? Mm -hmm. What are other areas that you can talk, that they have in common and you can actually talk to them about it and 
It's relatable. I, I believe when we did our lockdown sessions, yep. Lucinda, yeah. our newsletter writer, uh -huh. she did a session in there and she gave a really good sheet about your dream buyer. Oh, okay. Might have to dig that out. We'll dig it out for you if that's of interest mm. because this is really well worth. It's so worth a couple of weeks. Uh, if you haven't got a couple of weeks, just spend a lot of time just sitting down as much as you possibly mm. can and keep revisiting mm. it regularly. Mm. And, and of course, you, you, you know, as a go-kart track, you're going to have you're going to have three, four ideal buyers. You're going to have yeah. the corporate. You're going to have your regulars. Yep. And then I, I guess you got your your walk-ins and stag groups. You could have Birthday kids' buses. parties. Yeah. You know. So I would be advising <coughs> that you just take one mm. of them to start with. Oh, absolutely. And go through the whole marketing campaign and just deliver that. Do not get too bogged down at this stage in looking at all the different groups mm. and trying to sort out all your campaigns for everything. Mm. Just do one thing and do it really, really well. Yeah. Second bit. So now we know who our dream buyer is, we could start to work out who our audience might be. There might be more than one of them out there. And mm. our job now is to be omnipresent with those who might buy from us. So we need to be in front of our key audience mm. as often as we can. Now I have, it's just my own personal mm. theory, but it's gained with working with, well I could say hundreds, but literally mm. a couple of thousand or more businesses. If they've not heard from you inside of a fortnight, they're probably already forgetting about you. Oh, absolutely. Might, might have forgotten completely. Mm. If they come back or they remember you when you're speaking to them, you go, they haven't forgotten us. It's only because it's cropped up in conversation or it's an anniversary date mm. or something like that. It's your job to make mm. sure that you're in front of them. Yeah. So I suspect you probably want to be communicating with them at least fortnightly. I'd prefer weekly as a minimum. As a minimum, yes, I did say minimum. Yeah. Ideally, just two or three things going out in a mm. week would work really well. And if they'll stomach it where I can send them something every day, then I'll speak to them every single day. Now, now that's going to shock a lot of go-kart track owners yeah. or marketers. that Because they do not go out to them weekly. No. But we have been doing that for a couple of tracks, haven't we? We have indeed. And the responses they're getting are, are quite good, aren't they? I haven't got permission to talk about them mm. today. We might do a mm. video. We'll get hopefully get one of the track mm. owners in and we can talk about it, but we're going to have to twist a few arms, I suspect. Mm. But yeah, there's been some fantastic results just mm. speaking to people once a week. Yeah. Just an email once a week. That's right. Um, mm. And because you're in there often and they're getting stuff from mm. you, when you want to go and ask them to buy something mm. as well, you've almost earned your right to go and ask if they'll buy mm. something from That's you. Just, you've built the relationship. And don't think sending an email saying, Oh, 10% off. <laughs> it, it, that doesn't cut it. No. it. It's got to be a nurturing sequence. So they get to know, like, and trust you. Absolutely. Now, the good thing as well is once you understand your audience mm. and you've got a spine of conversation mm. and, and communication with them as well, you can start to reach out for other people. Mm. So I, I have a suspicion, I haven't proven it, mm. but I have a suspicion that those that are interested in Formula One are interested in go-karting as well. So I can make that assumption. Now, if I've already got a spine of information I'm sending out maybe on social media, mm. particularly through things like Facebook, I can get them to find other people with Formula One interests mm. within a 20-mile, 30-mile, 40-mile radius of my track and start to get 
information out to them, but not just information. Because we know who the dream buyer is, we can go a lot deeper with our messaging to get something that really, really resonates fully with, with that person. With that dream buyer. And if they see mm. that coming up in Facebook or somewhere mm. two or three times, there's every chance they'll click on something or maybe even come down your track. Mm. So this is where that time spent understanding the dream buyer can now start to expand out and become super mm. useful for your track. Mm. Next point. Then we've got to engage with, with your most engaged audience. Yes. And, and that's always the tough part, isn't it? Well, it is, isn't it? We, we overcomplicate it as human beings. Mm. If I, I think there'll be a few people with a cold sweat on now if I just said, right, think of one person that comes to mm. your track all the time. Now, what would you say to them? Right now, come mm. up with a sentence. <laughs> the old heartbeats and the, the adrenaline will start to rise. But actually, your job is to engage with them mm. often and personalise it. Yeah. I've, we've got a few notes hidden mm. just off camera I scrolled mm. down earlier and the mm. first thing I put is just with a question mark next to it is call them who calls their people have been to their go-kart track not a lot not a lot I, I know I know one particular track yeah. that used that quite effectively I, I think I think there was a period after our third lockdown yep. where the tracks were very hit and miss. Some were really busy and some were really dead. Yep. But, you know, this guy made sure he was booked solid from the minute he opened to the minute he closed cool. by calling all these past customers, oh, really? letting them know he was open. I didn't know this. See, I've written that down and put a question mark next to it. But, and we've got an example there. But it's the last thing your customers are going to expect. But for the dream buyer, the person that's invested in you, and because mm. you've got an audience of people that are invested in it, what a nice mm. surprise to get mm. a phone call. Just said, hey, you were down at the weekend, if it was if you're calling in the week, mm. split test this, by the way, to mm. work out when to call them. But the first call might just be, hey, you were down at the weekend. Uh, just wanted to check in with you. Did you have a great time? Is there anything we could have done better? I'm always interested in your thoughts. Uh, really appreciate the fact you took some time out to come and visit us. Are you already booked in to come again? Well, look, next time you're down, come and say hello. You know, and you can, you can go, right, did you like the new cards? Did you like the new track configuration? All sorts of excuses to, to do that. Uh, well, I've had it, remember, I told a story in another video, which would be really tying well to show you how well this goes. But every now and again, I pop down to a, a local Indian restaurant and uh, if I don't go down there, quite often there's some point in the week or certainly within a fortnight, they're delivering something to our door, right? I was standing there one night, there was a knock at the door and the guy that brings the food, do you remember in the story? Yeah. The guy that brings the food after is there and I opened the door and he's standing there and I went, hi, have we ordered something? <laughs> and he went, no, no, you haven't. I was a bit worried. I just wanted to see if I've done anything wrong, right? So I hadn't ordered anything mm. and he came and knocked on my door to just double check that everything was all right. Yeah. So... How many of the restaurants do you think I go to now? Not, not too many India ones. <laughs> I can't that one. go to another Indian restaurant. If he drives past, I'm in trouble yeah. for a start. <laughs> and secondly, he's such a nice guy. And like, I mean, who does that? No. He's secured all my business for the rest of the time I live there. Oh, we've been there. Just by years, a simple knock on your door when he's delivering someone else's food. Just to check that everything you know. was all right. With Mr. Ed, as he calls me. Mr. Ed. And I was like, no, it's all fine. 
but I can't go anywhere else now, and I don't want to go anywhere else. He's a really and, nice and guy. He's, he's just the delivery driver, too. Well, yeah, but they've got a best interest in the restaurant. Uh, but, um, uh, but they're genuinely just really nice guys anyway. Mm. I'm never going to go anywhere else. That simple knock on mm. the door, that one wet Friday mm. evening, just meant yeah. that he's secured all my business yeah. for years to come. And that also, just on the mm. facts that you might be sitting there thinking, oh, I'll never call them. Well, I'd, I'd try it, by the way. But you, now you can really super personalise emails. And the deeper you can get into this inf information, the, the simpler it starts to mm -hmm. become. So pulling that audience, start to work out really personal ways to engage with mm -hmm. them. That is just yeah. going to keep you uppermost in the mind and secure the, the history of your track or the future of your track mm -hmm. forevermore. You know, it, it's sort of like if... and and. There's personalisation and then there's personalisation, right? So at one extreme, personalisation is, is writing to one person, Ed. Yeah. So you might, you might include their name in there or some fields from your database, like their company name and things yeah. like that. That's one way of personalising. The other way of personalising is talking directly to your dream client. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not as narrow personalization, it's a bit wider. So if you know that your regular customers are avid F1 fans, then you know you can talk about something that's happened in last weekend's F1 race. So I've just, I mean, at the time of filming, I've mm. just done this for, for a track. I've written an email for them and that's gone out. Mm. As we're recording this, Bahrain is the first. Mm -hmm. race in the Formula 1 season coming up this weekend yeah. and I've talked about recreating that Bahrain feel down at the track because my hunch is is that most people interested in Formula 1 are interested in anything with petrol and go-karting and four wheels or mm -hmm. even two that goes around a track mm -hmm. so I think we're going to get some good results off that email yeah. hence, hence the reason I wrote it <laughs> <laughs> so Personalization. So the next thing we're going to talk about is when a message works. Keep sending it. Oh, this is just such a classic. Yeah, I know. Every, everyone's guilty of it. Well, the, the one you or, see or the guilty most. guilty of not doing it. <laughs> uh, I think leafleting mm. works really well through the doors, mm. right? It can work very well for go-kart tracks, but it can work anything in a B2C environment mm. in particular. It works particularly well. But how many times do I get stuff pushed through my door? And I, and I seriously think, wow, fantastic, well done. And I, I, like, it's almost a pat on the back for them because they've gone and done it. And then I don't hear from them ever again. Mm. Now, if they'd have just kept sending through the leaflet, mm. typically you need to send about a dozen leaflets to one address, one you know, in regular intervals. Because the first time... Mm. If somebody says, uh, hey, uh, you know, we do grass cutting, we will mow your lawn for you, mm. fantastic. There may be a time when I want to go and do that, but I'm not mm. thinking about it. It's going to take you 8, 9, 10, 11, mm. 12 times and a bit of longevity when I go, they must be doing all right. Because they, I've had these for quite a while, so they, and now you start to imagine, this is how customers think, that they must have hundreds of clients. Mm. I wonder if they've got the space to go and get me there. Right, but how many times has the leaflet come to the door and you see it once or you don't see it for another year and by then they've still got to do that job of building mm. up that credibility and that that relationship. Mm. But when you've got a message that is working, yeah. use it and use it often. 
keep sending mm. that regularly. Mm. Now you don't have to overkill it because you'll have one message that works and mm. you, there might be some others. But I think if I had a message mm. that works and I've got a month and I'm maybe sending one email a week, mm. at least one of those emails that month is going to reference something yeah. possibly about Formula One, particularly mm. while the season's on. And then I'll just think of two or three others and I'll see what messages start to work, mm. which you can track on your CRM. I know some people will know this already. There may be a few people watching going, how do you track this if you send an email? But you can see what people respond to. Mm. I mean, we've got an email here mm -hmm. that we trot out. Well, we've got two, actually. Yeah. One that I trot out almost on a daily basis, <coughs> uh -huh. which is my three-line email. Okay. And the, and the other one relates to a certain product that every now and then there's a situation in the market where it's very appropriate and we drop that <laughs> email and, and it works. Amazing responses. Yeah. It generated us 30 grand in a day. I did it. Yeah. I don't know what email email yeah. is. <laughs> you see, when you've got something that works, <coughs> repeat it. <coughs> I lose track of how many business owners I've sat down with them and I ask them often, what's the best marketing campaign you ever did? And they'll always pretty much go, oh, wow, we did this one. And, uh, oh, I remember and we were so busy and like there was loads of money flying through the account. Great, mm. fantastic. And when was the last time you ran it? And the numbers of times that they go, I only ever ran it once. Now, see, my best one, I think I've run it three or four times. Cool. Only because I sat in a a, a a sort of conference one day, and someone said that exact same thing directed directly at me. Said, "What's your best marketing piece?" And I, and I proudly told him um, about this piece, how much revenue it generated, yeah. the response rate it generated, which was yeah. amazing. Uh -huh. And then he turns to me and says, "When did you run that?" <laughs> All right, and I gave him the year. It was, it was probably like, you know, 2010, and this is like 2017. He's gone, when was the last time you ran that? <laughs> 2010. So, <laughs> I, I, I kind of went home from that event, and, and I dusted that dusted that lumpy mail off and sent it out again. <laughs> dusted the telegraph off. And, and, and every now and then, I got even more targeted on it. So the lumpy mail uh -huh. will only go out to customers that aren't buying this particular product. Oh, really? Cool. Mm. So I do a list, get my list out and go, right, they're not buying this product. So let's try and get them to. You see, if you've got a £30,000 return on an, on an email for argument's sake, let's assume it was an mm. email, and you've got, you've read it once, and for seven years you didn't run it again, mm. that's £210,000 worth of lost business. I mean, that's the sort of stuff that keeps me awake at night. <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't be that. You'd get a diminishing rate of return every time you send it because your market's getting smaller. Because when you first sent it, you've, you've got the whole 300 go-kart centres in the UK, yeah. basically. And then, you, you know, you get, you get 50 of them on board, so then... You know, you've only got 150 to get. If you're a go-kart track owner watching this, though, your audience now, you understand, and you can bring mm. them in, your database should just be growing every mm. year. 
Mm. So that should actually be a larger number, and with a few price rises as well. Crikey, we're, we're into the realms of quarter mm. of a million. <sighs> That'll keep you in, in nice holidays and cars for a while. It's <laughs> probably a good point to stop it is, for good, this week. Yeah, a good few minutes into yeah. that. We're going to carry on in the second video and tell you a few of the bits and pieces, how to fix your marketing. We're going a little bit deeper diving. Mm. There's a couple of other points that we're going to share with you in that next video. It'll just help bring this together very, very nicely. Mm. We'll catch you on the other side, yeah. I guess. And, and if any of you want um, that Dream Buyer worksheet, let us know. Email us, call us, put a, a, a comment down below this video, and we will get it to you. Excellent. Cool, cool. All right, until next week, it's goodbye from me. Cheerio from me. We'll see you then.